Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello, hello, hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 811 and I am excited. I'm as excited as all these people behind me and I hope you're watching the video. Video, video, video. If you're not watching the video, you're missing the fun because I always pick backgrounds that are kind of weird, kind of quirky and fun. Today, I'm going to start the new year. Now, this uh, episode comes out on October 17th, which is three days after my new year. My year starts October 14th, and I think it's maybe important to review why. Like, what the heck? October 14th is some random day. Why do I start New Year's on that day? Well, we have certain days that are important to us. Now, we have days on the calendar. Christmas is the day we celebrate the birth of Christ, if you're Christian. And there are other holidays that happen in December for different traditions, even though, at least in the case of the birth of Christ, every piece of evidence points to the fact he was born in the spring. But we still pick that day for the celebration. New Year's is another important day, beginning of a new year, calendar year, but only on our calendar. There's Chinese New Year and other New Year's that happen also. So you pick your important days. Other important days are religious celebrations or your birthday personal celebration. So for me, my year starts October 14th. And let me tell you the story about that. But I don't want you to care about my story. I want you to think about what days are important to you. In 2007, I finished a 30-year career of being an executive, big shot executive in the energy industry in both the United States and Canada. I had C-suite, you know, chief something or other, officer, kind of sweet positions in both countries. I made really good money. And I also lived not a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, but a life of depression, too much money, addiction, and struggle. And the details, I'm not going to tell that whole story because then I won't get to my point today, but the details of that are in the book Tightrope of Depression. My journey from darkness, despair, and death to light, love, and life. And I went up and down. I mean, there were times when I was successful and felt like I was happy and doing well. But in the background, there was always a struggle that I felt not good enough. Imposter syndrome, because there were always things in my life that I felt like, oh, I'm not what I seem. I'm not good enough. If people knew this, they wouldn't like me. I've got to keep this hidden. I can't, you know, and I couldn't even imagine a life of just being transparent and just being who you are. Straight up. I couldn't figure that out. Right? So that all changed. It didn't change at once. It didn't change on a dime. But the invitation to change happened in August of 2007. I was just finishing up 30 years in that career. I was back at the top of the game, even though I destroyed my career and gotten fired a few times and gone from, you know, Pinnacle to low, pinnacle to low, over and over again because of self-sabotage and depression. Maybe you've done that. 
or maybe other things have burned you down a few times. But anyway, I was back at the top, but top meant I was making a lot of money. That's all. But I was also an addict, drug addict. I was single again for the third time and was living a miserable internal life of real, real misery. God intervened and gave me an invitation. That invitation, again, I won't take time for the story, but it's in the book Tightrope, was miraculous. It involved some miracles, things that can't be explained. One of the miracles that happened at that time was the introduction of joy into my life. Now, joy is both an emotion, a feeling, it's a state of being, and it's also the name of my angel companion, wife, business partner, lover, love of my life and my eternity, joy. So in a miraculous way, in August and September, some events happened to introduce her into my life. I knew her for about four years before that, but I didn't know her very well, and certainly not in any way to consider any kind of a personal connection. But it came starkly, quickly, and exploded in my face in a divinely appointed way. So she and I left our careers I walked away for millions of dollars of contracts and 30 years of career. Boom. She left her entire career also, and we started a life together. That's now 16 years ago. So we've been together, joyfully, blissfully connected, loving, powerful, growing for 16 years, and it'll go on for till we are dead and beyond into the eternities. So the reason I have October 14th is my... New Year's because that's her birthday. It is a precious day to me, a precious and beautiful day that I think of with great reverence because that's the day she came into being. And it's right around the time she came into my life. And it's fun because, you know, we exploded into each other's lives in September. I mean, my first piece of the divine intervention didn't involve her, and that was in August of 2007, and in uh, September, she exploded into my life, and by October, we were living together and got married in December. Like, boom, right now, right here. And so, October 14th is a precious and holy day, sacred to me. It's her birthday. So that's why my new year starts on October 14th. Now, the last episode, I told you we've accomplished our goal, 50 million. <clears throat> For all our best estimates, we've reached that audience. So now we're starting on a new adventure, and I'm declaring it now for the first time publicly. Uh, this will be released three days after October 14th. This episode will come out on the 17th. Uh, and I'm calling it New Year Road to 250 million. And that is the first time right here, right now, that I've articulated the new goal for next year. And there are lots of pieces to that, and you may hear it before you see this episode because I'm going to start publicly putting it on media, social media, and other kinds of things before then. But why $250 million? I've been asked that already. Actually, that isn't the first time I mentioned it. I was on the hot seat at an event of with a panel of experts, and I put myself on that hot seat and expressed to them what my old goal was, how we'd reached it, and then I had all kinds of questions about what does reach it mean, and really good questions. I told them my next year was going to start in just a couple, then it was about three weeks, and now it's right around the corner, and, you know, what the new goal was, and then they had lots of questions and advice about that, too, and it was a really good experience. So we're going to reach 250 million people. What does it mean to reach them? Well, it means to 
have your attention for a minute. We're going to have your attention. You're going to be hearing a message. And the message is, you are divine, you have infinite capability, you have a mission and purpose, and all the help you need is available to get it done. That mission and purpose will allow you to make the biggest difference in the world. It will allow you to make the most money and have the most fun. Now, I don't know if that appeals to you. It appeals mightily to me. You mean I, doing the things I love most, can make a real difference for people, I can make a good living, and I can have a huge impact and fun. Fun, impact, cash. Wow! I don't know about you, but that is like the dream. The dream, the ultimate life, purpose, prosperity, and joy. Cash, clarity, confidence, impact. All of the words that we hear thrown around. So my mission is to get that message this year, October 14, 2023 to October 14, 2024, in front of 250 million people. Now, I don't know how I'm going to do that. We declared that 50 million last year and we got there, but I didn't know how then either. And so I'm putting that out there in the universe. I'm saying it. I'm going to say it over and over and over and over again for the next year. And every one of these is now going to be rowed to 250 million. And I'll talk about the magic that occurs, the miracles that come, and what happens. But here's how you, you individually get to be involved if you want to. And if you hear this and go, yeah, 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 whatever, do whatever you want, I'm busy. Okay, I love you, and I wish you great success in the whatever it is you're busy at. Do your best. Be excellent. Live into your own great possibilities. If you, on the other hand, are a messenger of some kind, and what that means is you have gone through some life experience that has made you say, wow, I could really help people with X. I just got off a coaching call with a client that I love dearly. He's been a client off and on for several years, and he's on a mission. He's on a mission to help you understand how to eliminate anger. Now, that might sound like crazy, but anger is a creation in the body. It's a creation of chemistry, neurotransmitters, hormones, and it comes from thinking. Like if, some, if there's an accident over there, that accident doesn't make me angry. Or if someone smacks someone else, the act itself doesn't make me angry. It, I see it. I make some judgments about it. The thought makes me angry. Russia invades another country. It isn't that act. It is my thinking about that. You know, and so him discovering that, sharing it, and then sharing not about how to manage anger, which is, okay, I have all these terrible emotions. How do I handle them? Right? No, he's talking about eliminating it. How do you make that set of emotions go away? Whoa, what a mission! I love it. I'm grateful to be his coach, to help him with, you know, book. He's writing a new book. He gives talks. He has a program to help him with his work, eliminating anger in the world and teaching us how to not just manage that set of emotions that knots our stomach and makes us yell or face red, you know, all the physical symptoms, but eliminates that. What a mission. Now, are you a messenger? 
Do you have a set of experiences that makes you feel I could help people with this discovery? I could serve people, make their lives better, make them happier, make them more prosperous, help them add good to the world, including business and money and cash and all the rest. Do you have that? If you do, whether it's fully formed or not, I'm inviting you to participate in my world. Here's why. Because part of my reaching people is helping you reach people. Because if you have a message of some kind, if you feel the call to a mission of some kind, and yeah, those are kind of evangelical words, but when you're you know, possessed with the idea that you've got something you can help with, it feels like that. Feels like you're like all in, right? You want to do this thing. So if that's you, I'm inviting you to reach out and talk to me. I want to get you on my show, this show, my television show, my LA talk radio show. I want to understand what books you have. I want to, if you haven't written a book, maybe you want to. I can help you write a book. I can help you publish it. I can help you market it. I can get you on in front of thousands and even millions of people if that is going to be helpful in your mission. So that's one piece. The second thing is, I I use three words. Are you on a mission or are you a messenger? The second one is a visionary. I talked to a guy the other day who is absolutely a visionary. He has a five-phase process to change the world. And he outlined it for me, and it was amazing. And he was busy doing it, busy actively engaged, not in some wild-ass dreaming only, There's part of that involved in all of us, right? But in real committed time and effort and energy. I'd been just reading and loving this book of Stephen Pressfield's Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. And it's a little rude stated, but he he really means all the levels of commitment. Physically, your butt in the chair, your heart in the right place. Maybe you need to move. Maybe you need to change your associations. But if you really want something where your heart wants to be and you're yearning for this, that, and the other, put your heart there, put your butt there, put your intention and your focus. And he gives so many examples of people that have created amazing things. And you know what I love is it's not just the whack jobs that have, you know, gone and lived under a bridge or weirdos that we think, yeah, 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 that's good for them, but I could never do that. People with families and mortgages and jobs and other commitments who have, through their dedication, listened to the call of the muse and moved forward boldly to create vision. I did it. I started all over again in 2007. And when I first started talking about this, that was like a year ago and then two years ago and three years ago and five. Now it's 16 years ago. But in these 16 years, I've written 19 books. I've launched this podcast and television shows and L.A. talk radio, hundreds of episodes. So here's the thing. You can do anything you want, not all at once. Like, you're not going to go by the front door and boom, the Amazon truck comes and there it is, or the FedEx thing. It doesn't work that way. Not for anybody. But if you keep moving in the direction of your dream. You will get there. And I am the expert at helping be the catalyst, the the energy, 
the love, the encouragement. That's what coaching is, the people encouragement business. Think about sports coaches or vocal coaches. Yeah, they work on technique with you. You know exactly where to put your foot to jump and everything else. But 90% of the game is up here. 90% of the game is do you believe in your mission? Do you believe in your message? Can you articulate your vision in a compelling way so people are just gasping to get on board? So if you are a visionary, I'm inviting you. I want to hear your vision. I want to share your vision. I want to spread your vision so that you can have a bigger reach because I get to help. That increases my audience. So if you're a messenger, if you're a visionary, and the other word I use to describe that is movement maker, right? Now, movements can be big or small. There's been good movements and bad movements. We all know through history some, some grumpy ones. But we also know some good ones. And they don't have to capture nations in order to be important. What about people in your neighborhood? If you decided to create a movement in your neighborhood to clean up the place, maybe the yards aren't good, and you start a movement there, and in a year you transform your neighborhood into a beautiful, attractive, inviting place. What a good movement. Maybe you have a bigger vision and you're trying to end illiteracy or help provide clean water or Habitat for Humanity or, you know, some other, I interviewed someone on my podcast a while ago, and his vision was about, he was a youngster, and his vision was about organic gardening, and he had amazing stuff, and they have a gardening place in one part of Florida, I can't remember where it is, but his story was amazing, and it was about helping people recreate their butt, gut, uh, butt, gut biome, their gut biome, because we've mostly destroyed it with genetically modified foods and antibiotics. And it was an amazing and compelling story, especially given the things that he'd been through. So it doesn't matter where you are or what you have or how busy you are right now. If you feel the call as a movement maker or a visionary or a messenger or whatever word is handy for you, I want to talk to you. I'm volunteering to give you a platform and a place to share who you are, what you have, and what you're doing if you want it. So that's my, the new goal. The new goal is $250 million. Now, why? People ask, why 250 Well, it's a lot bigger than 50 And that's just the number that came to me, $250 million. And it came a while ago. When I first found out we'd crossed the threshold and we were above our goal, I thought, okay, well, we want to set a bigger goal next year, not just for the sake of biggering, but because everyone needs to understand, if they want it, the truth about who they really are. If you knew right now that you could not fail, if you knew that you have infinite divine opportunity in all those words, if you really knew that, the core of your soul, and every day you woke up and knew that you have, you're the daughter of a God or the son of a God, and you have infinite capability, even though the road's rough and bumpy and grumpy. I just got a message from somebody that I met for the first time last night and she talked about, she's a coach, very successful, and she talked about her own love-hate relationship with God. How she hated God because some of the struggles that she's been through, and at the same time learned to love God for the struggles that she's been through. And sometimes 
it's it's a question of we we wonder why our life is so hard and the answer is also in the question because we're here to learn and grow we're not here to cruise we're not here to cruise we're here to learn and grow okay so you know if you don't like that design you can take it up with the creator later but that's what it is we're here to learn and grow and sometimes we rail bitterly and angrily against the growth opportunities and obstacles and sometimes they're made worse by the actions of other people the weather the economy the government the housing crash the pandemic unfaithful business partners people that rip you off people that you know wreck your reputation and do all kinds of stuff to you you didn't deserve and didn't ask for you can be mad at them or you can look at every growth everything as a growth opportunity so that's the reason my goal is bigger because i reached the last one i want everyone to hear the message of who you really are as a divine being and explore the yearning in your heart to say yes to that truth of divine opportunity you have the ability to create. I haven't met a soul ever who's living fully at their full potential as a divine being with all they could. I've met some that are close and that are doing all they can, etc. But 90x percent of the people that I meet are settling. So ask yourself, are you settling for less than you could have? That's the first question. The answer is almost always yes, I am. The next question is really important. Are you okay with that? Because if you say, look, I'm, I'm fine. I don't care. I don't want more. I don't want to grow. I'm not into personal development. I'm not looking to make more happiness, more impact, more money. Leave me alone. You have every right and absolute privilege, and I honor and respect your will and desire to live exactly like that. In my mind, that's settling for mediocrity. You might decide that's just exactly settling for what you want. And I honor and love you for that. And then that word mediocrity doesn't apply because that means you're happy and delighted. And so that's delight for you. Wonderful. But I have to tell the truth. Most people, when I talk about that with them, they don't say, I don't want any more. I don't want to make any more difference. I'm done. I've had enough. I, I, I never hear that. So. And I'm not saying no one does or feels that way, but I, I never hear it. People always say, you know, I would love. They, they say, I don't know how. I don't. Maybe it's too late. I got too many responsibilities. Make all kinds of reasons up why they can't do that. Okay. But I never hear, I don't want to make any more impact. I don't want to make any more money. I don't want to live. What I do here is I don't want to work myself to death to get more money. I don't want to, you, you know, I totally get all that. But I don't think we were designed to work ourselves to death. In the design of the experience that we have here in life, there's a lot of hardships, but they're not designed to ruin us. They're designed to refine us. So think about that. Now, I've had events that happened to me, around me, that I let ruin me the first time or the second time or the third time that those things happened. I got angry at people. I got angry at situations. I got angry at myself, rage. And, you know, that led me to addictions and some other things, trying to numb pain. You know what? As I've reformulated, recalculated, recalibrated my life, 
I look back at those events now and they refine me. I can now look at them and say, wow, that taught me this, this, and this. I would not be the person that I am today without that thread of pain and suffering through my life. Wow. I often, when, I, when I'm on shows, I get asked, so given all the stuff you've been through, whoa, what would you change? And the answer is always nothing. Nothing. There's been some terrible mistakes that I've hurt people, and though my heart yearns most toward that. If I were to think about something to change, it's funny. It never yearns toward uh, things that happened to me that I thought were unfair or wrong. I never think about that. If I think about it at all, it's always, I did this, this, and this, and oh, look who I hurt, look what happened. The, if I thought about it at all, it would be those things. But at the end of the day, we can't change anything, and I've stopped worrying about that a long time ago. The only thing you or I can do is change who we're being. If I was being a person that did dumb things or mean things before, I can't change that. Shakespeare said, "'Twas I, tis not I," in one of the things that he wrote, talking about some characters. True enough. Every time, all the time. The only thing we can work on is who we are now. So who are you today? If you've changed and are in the process of changing who you're being, then create from that place. Create and share love. Lift and bless. Just because you can't. Make a choice to be a new person. Now, in that process, maybe I certainly did and do. I've got stuff to clean up. But most of that stuff, especially the really painful stuff, you can't fix anyway. You have to trust that your own personal change, doing all the good you can do, and then trusting the divine will allow whoever the people, person or persons that you hurt to find their own way forward because you cannot drag or dictate someone else's spiritual path. But you can allow yourself to be beat down and ineffective and hide your light because you're feeling bad still. Why would you do that? That's a lesson I had to learn. So my road to 250 million has started. The impact that I'm trying to create is to reach you and help you reach your audience, the people you know you can help. 250 million. I'm going to figure out how to measure that as I go along, like I did before. How to measure the impact. I'm going to ask more for stories and feedback this year than I did last year. And I'm going to reach 250 million to invite them, invite you into your own capability, your own greatness, if you will. I know that's cliche, but I don't know how to say it. That yearning you feel to be more, do more, create more, bigger impact, have more, uh, make more money so you can do more. All of those things are good and right if we choose to do it in love and service and on purpose. So that's where I'm headed. 250 million. I'm going to reiterate my invitations to you. If you have a message, messenger, visionary, a movement maker of any kind, you've had life experience, you know, would help, and you're trying to do that. Maybe you already have a book or a program or a, all that kind of stuff. I want to be your megaphone. I want to amplify your reach if you want it. 
So reach out to me and let's talk. Meetwithkellen at gmail.com. There's an email for you. Meetwithkellen at gmail.com. Meetwithkellen at gmail.com. And tell me what you want to do. Tell me what program you want to be on. Tell me how you need help. One other piece of help that I offer is I often meet people who want to do those things, who want to be a messenger, a visionary, and have ideas, but they don't know how to do it. They're stuck in the, I'm not good enough. It won't work for me. I don't have time. It's not my season. Who would listen to me? Do I really have anything worth saying? And a hundred other ways of expressing that doubt. I absolutely am in your corner because I have been through that mud puddle deeply up to my neck, fearing that I had nothing to offer, that I wasn't good enough, that no one would listen, that I didn't know how to express it, that I couldn't find who to talk to, that I didn't know how to get it out in the world and in front of the right people and on and on and on. I now know the answers to those questions. I have created and been shown the ways. And so to those that are wanting and wishing, I want to hear from you because I will help you create that impact, write your book, create your program, create your audience, make some money. You need to make money to keep the movement going. So that is also an invitation. Meet with Kellen at gmail.com. Reach out and let's talk like we won't know what pot, what's possible until we chatter. So I'd love to meet you and do that. I honor who you are. I honor where you've been and what you've accomplished. Everything about you screams capability, divinity, possibility, no matter where you've been and what struggle you've been through. Bless you. If I can help you, let me know. I love you and encourage you with all that I am. And I will see you many, many times as we go down the road to 250 million and help me, you, and everyone we can to create ultimate life Open your heart in this time around. thank you for listening to today's episode we hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire if you like what you heard please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends as always we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions until tomorrow this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your